Hi everybody and welcome to part two of Wrong Term Memories first ever live stream. As always, my name is Jack. How are you, Colin? Yeah, I'm good. My name's Colin, obviously, and it's it's been a blast. Actually, I've really enjoyed it so far. It's been good fun. It's been great, like we said at the start, putting some uh, faces to names and uh, getting some proper interaction other than us to talking to each other, getting confused, googling something, having gaps in the air. We had some live feedback during this, people telling us answers to stuff that we couldn't think of things. So yeah. Really, really good, and we're only halfway through it. Oh, well, that is it. So, without further ado, really, we may as well just jump straight back into where we left you last week. And Colin, introduce it. Welcome to part two. We're going to move on to a Q&A, basically. We've got a couple of questions to start from um, Blair, Sandy and Robert. If you get anything you want to ask, again, a wee reaction. If not, that's fine. We'll just do the three questions that are there. And then we'll do the would you rather. Um, if you don't want to answer the questions, we'll answer them. So uh, we'll start with Blair. Uh, Blair asked Colin, if you were a boxer, an MMA or a wrestler, what would your walkout song be? Oh, I don't know. There's loads I would like, isn't there? Um, I don't know. I'm, I put this, I'm, I put this question I'm, in the notes so that you would be able to answer it pretty quickly, man. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't do that. Um, I would, I would, I'd try and say something cool, like I could to Kanye West, Black Skinhead, or something like that. But in reality, I'd probably quit to Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy. Yeah, I would, there's a song by Little Big called Big Dick that I would come out to. I think um, the Kanye song that you mentioned there, mate, uh, Black Skinhead. What are the themes to that? What's the sort of verb? Do you think that would shoot you walking out um, as a wrestler? Well, it's about it's about wearing your leather black jeans, and um, so it would shoot you then. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've got an extensive collection of leather black jeans. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it's the one that you've heard. You've definitely heard it. Sky Sports shows all the time. It's in all the adverts for the football and stuff like that. Right. Okay. I know there is a Kanye That one. Right. Okay. I'm looking at the first comment now. What's popped up? Oh, there's a few. Uh, Paul says LL Cool J, the goat. Is That's that a good one? Is was he using the goat back then as the greatest of all time? I think so. Do you know what LL Cool J means? Ladies love Cool James, yeah, because the ladies fucking love LL Cool J. I mm-hmm. used LL Cool J on the daily update a couple of weeks ago when we played Braga. Uh, Mama's going to knock you out, and uh, they beat us one 0 <laughs> so it didn't work. <laughs> but um, I quite like a bit of LL Cool J. As you know, my musical taste is one bad and two narrow. I like mm-hmm. three bands. I'll still put a bit of Slipknot on. I'd maybe walk up to a Slipknot song because it's a bit, a bit, I've got a fuck you. Um, Karen calls it fuck you music because that's <laughs> that's what she constantly thinks that people are shouting in sort of um, metal music. You thought I agree with that, so you do, Colin? Not yeah, it's just, it's just a noise, It's just a noise. It's just a noise. I'm not like a mad, ridiculous music fan, but I like more music than you do. But like I've said this before, like I do obviously on Heart and Hand, I do the Daily Update on a Friday. And I stress all week about what music I'm going to play in that fucking show. Uh, I don't know how Davey picks it four times a week because I've run out of songs that I like now. Um, I picked Harry Styles the other day because I just got, like his new song and somebody called me a poof in the comments. So... Um, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, but literally just running out of stuff. Um, unless something happens in the news and you can find like a wee, a wee dig somewhere, 
Um, yeah. That's quite good, but otherwise, it's a pure stress. So the last couple of years, I've just been on TikTok and tried to find songs that are trending on TikTok and use them. Thirty-six-year-old <laughs> man, and you're looking for trending songs on TikTok, but thirty-seven. Oh, you're thirty-seven, and you're older. I'm a thirty-seven, eighty-four. Yeah, I will be. 30, yeah, I think I'm thirty-seven. Uh, I, I was. I thought I was thirty-seven for what, about six months. Six months ago, I'm not. Yeah. Sure right, next one's from Sandy. Do you want us to just read this, Sandy? You're actually here, or do you want to ask us at live? It's up to you. Sandy's not shy of the mic, man. Come on, Sandy. Oh, there he is. Right, Sandy. Um, if you could um, be from any any other any other country, like based on the, the country's like uh, culture, its history, and like the, the people that are from the country, what would you want that to be? It's a good question. It's um, a good question. It's really beige because I'm British and I kind of think you've kind of done no bad over the years. Um, as a, as a, Jack, they watch GB News coming out now. That's it, yes. Um, it's, it's kind of, when you think about all history, you could just go and mute there, Sandy, I can hear myself. Now. Cheers, man. When you go on, when you look at sort of anybody's history, history was bad like, all the time. Like the British were naughty, uh, the Catholics were naughty, the Protestants were naughty, the French were naughty, the Germans were naughty, uh, even the Africans were selling their own people as slaves. They were naughty, so it's it's kind of difficult to, without having some sort of nuance to it, like to go back in time and and live that 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 culture. I just think being like top potatoes pretty good. But that's I'm a white guy, so obviously I'm going to obviously I'm going to say that. Like, but what about you, Colin? You had any sort of deeper thoughts about like the cultural side of things? You know, like a bit of Brazilian, you could maybe be good at football or something. I don't know. Like, I've never, it's never really crossed my mind. Um, um there's, there's only one possible answer for this, isn't there? I want to be American. It's the as the best country in the world. Um, I want it's to history, be American. It's history lasts about five minutes, but well, that's plenty for me because the black and white stuff I'm not getting any fucking interest in. So that's fine. Um and it's it's the best country in the world. Like it's got everything that you would want. But I want to live there exactly how I live there when I go on holiday. So I want to live in a nice villa with a swimming pool. I want to go out for dinner every day, go out for lunch every day. I don't want to work. Um I want to just get a wee holiday insurance for a hundred pounds and that does me for all my healthcare and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, why would you not want to live there? You can go for that petrol station there and fill your car with petrol, and when you're waiting to pay, you can buy a hot dog, you can buy nachos, you can buy a four-litre cup of Coca-Cola, yeah. and just do anything you like. It's, it's just the best place. That's not really the question, but yeah, Scott is right, you can go and buy an assault rifle and just go fucking Toronto and start murdering people. You can, go into, you can go into, like, Asda, Walmart, and they've got an aisle for bullets. Yeah, and it's Chris Rock used to do that thing before he got punched when he said... Um, don't charge a thousand pounds for a gun, charge a thousand pounds for a bullet. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, makes sense. Like culture, if you're talking about culture or history and stuff like that, um where where's a where's a cool place? Um this is kind of off topic, but like I told I've never met somebody from Wales, right? And people couldn't believe that. Like, I've never met a Welsh person in real life. But I've met a few Ghanaians, right? And they're always dead happy. Get what people thought that's a really, that's a really, yeah, that's a really massive stereotype. But Sandy's asked the question, so I'm blaming him here for us coming up with these stereotypes. But yeah, the, the few Ghanaians that I've met, always happy as fuck, like really 
go happy lucky people. So for happiness, I suppose there. Uh, where's the other place that's got the? It's the happiest place in the world. Timor. Somebody might know in the comments, man. There's like a country in it, like they measure. They don't measure the GDP. Yeah, they don't measure how much money they make. Basically, they've got a sort of happiness measurement scale. It's Finland, Finland. the current Paul McCabe. No, nah, I don't think it's Finland, man. It's like a, a fucking maybe Finland. It might be. Scott but, says Bhutan, which is... Yeah, Bhutan, that's it. Well done, Scott. Uh, you're right. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> wish we had this more often so we could just ask people to get our facts right for us. But Bhutan, yeah, they measure their, um, their life worth and happiness rather than money and stuff like that. But that's the same two things I've learned tonight about Bhutan then. The fact that they do that and that it exists and it's a place. Um, yeah, Sandy says, I never thought you'd get all deep and philosophical about that question. But yeah, it was a good question. But so, um, cheers, See, just Sandy. quickly, I, I went with the obvious answer, which is America, right? But <coughs> I'm kind of warming to Australia in the last year or so. Um, Again, with the history and culture, it was all fucking... like that, That's where we sent criminals for did. Did. 240, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, I, I suppose I'm a bit, I'm a little bit Brexit in my views of abroad that I like places that are warm and speak English, right? So America and Australia would be pretty cool. And I'm quite keen to go to Australia. I've said this before because I probably ignorantly thought that Australia was just full of bush and kangaroos kicking about and stuff like that. And it mostly it's, is. Well, it's not really though, because see, when you watch like Bad at First Sight Australia, right? You see the proper cities and places like that. And They've got cars, they've got like big buildings, it's proper cities and shit. Like Sydney looks really cool. So I would quite like to go to, go to Sydney now and see their version of the SECCC as well. I think if you look at a picture of Australia, it's like massive. Everywhere's around the coast because it's so inhospitable, basically, in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wouldn't want yeah. to Australia. I'm fat and ginger, it's far too hot out there. Um, yeah, and your dad moved out there. <laughs> Stayed for six months and then came back home because um, it was too hot. And he was a fucking roofer. Um, so he's working in roofs all day. And came home because it was too hard to stay with you. Fucking idiot. Anyway, um, Robert's here as well, yes. So up to you, mate, if you want to ask it, ask a question here, or um, we could just read it out loud. Good to go. Hello. Hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. Um, trying to remember what I asked now. Oh, I, I was just saying, uh, what were the funniest moments for you two recording the pods? But laugh out loud moments every day. I generally listen to them in the car when I'm going to work and come back to work and find myself pissing myself out loud when I'm actually listening. So is there any that springs to mind for you two when you've been recording any standout moments? I think um, I'll, I'll take that one first, Jack. The, yeah, the two that kind of step out for me is, and this kind of, we've done this, I think, across strong to our memory and on RBR, which is basically getting Caroline on to read dirty stuff. Um <laughs> It's, it's always a highlight because Caroline is like legit the loveliest girl I'll ever meet, right? Like, if I, I see if I did something horrible to her, she'd go, oh, it's, it's all right, it's fine. She's just so nice, honestly. She's just such a lovely, lovely girl. And she speaks so nicely. So to hear filth going out her voice. And like, we have a proper, like, almost like a Me Too meeting before each of these recordings with her where we say, listen, <laughs> there's a list of stuff here. And it's fucking horrific. So is there anything you don't want to say? <laughs> or if you start saying something you want to stop, just do it because we don't want to be on a Netflix documentary in 20 years' time. So did, did Martin do it as well? Martin did it recently as well, which was quite good. Yeah, Martin did it a couple of weeks ago for us. Which and was- he hadn't read, and it was something like this. It was like, it was that guy that went to the, like the, the person brought in the fucking machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the prostitute was here. It was. We banned yeah. it. Um, 
the other thing I like as well, which is separate from the record, I like reading the comments, right? See, when I read stuff like, um, there was a guy last week who we did that silly April Fool's joke where we said we'd stop, we're stopping RBR. And a guy wrote in the comments that was listening while playing nine holes of golf. And he was that pissed off he fucked off home and didn't finish his round. <laughs> stuff like that. And people in cars with windows down. And suddenly we start t- talking about filthy things and stuff like that. And people walk past the car and it. That, that tickles me. Um, also, people who say that they were listening to it, like I was in New York listening to the show. That just bo- boils my head. I can't believe that people in New York listening to us talking shit. So stuff like that always makes me laugh. Yeah, I don't have much to add over and above that. Like I, said, I was going to bring up the this was this show, like, but everybody here will listen to RBR. I would imagine uh, it's just Martin and the, the Papa Sports story because uh, Martin commits to a role when he says it. So <laughs> we, we're meant to sort of big be bigging ourselves up here in the inverted commas. But um, yeah, when we get guests on that are happy to engage with the shit that Colin normally thinks, <laughs> like this punt on that stuff and, and things like that. Um, it's always fun to get victims uh, and inverted commas to come Barry Senders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was such a nice guy, man. Yeah, he was such a nice guy. Um, Sean. Um, yeah, he came on. He, he didn't ask for money or anything. I don't know how big he thought our podcast was. But we said to him, look, we'll just put your a link to your book in the show notes and we'll have a chat. And he was he was brilliant, man, a really, really nice guy. Um, I've seen him on you always see him pop up on television every now and again. Um and everybody calls him Barry, which is a shame. Like <laughs> but, he, but he, he embraces it, man. Like he's he, he knows that that's what he's famous for. Um and even in extras and stuff like that, they would always call him Barry from EastEnders. So he's embraced it and I no, he was a good guy. Um, Barry's a Barry's a funny one because I've been really lucky. Through heart and hand, that I like, I do most Fridays. I'll do the pressers and stuff like that. So I get to speak to Gio every week. I get to speak to most of the players. In the past, I've been to events and got to speak to Gerard and stuff like that. And my mum doesn't care. So mum doesn't really get it. Doesn't understand it. But when I told her that I was talking to Barry Feastenders, <laughs> one dollar pals, like she can't believe it. Like Barry Feastenders and we Stephen Purden as well. Oh, my my um, couldn't believe it. You missed it as well. Was couldn't believe that it wasn't particularly calm. It was more on niche was going off, just off of another that we were speaking to a guy from a BBC Scotland soap about <laughs> Glasgow. Like, she was going absolutely off her job. We're getting him back on. We're going to speak to him next week at some point, um, having a conversation with Stephen about Glasgow. Um, we're, going to have, we're going to do that. That'll be out in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's having guests on is probably the best thing, man, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Like, we speak to each other fucking every day, basically, if it's WhatsApp or whatever, or recording. So, not that it gets boring, mate, but you know, you know what I mean? It's nice yeah. to get somebody else on and get a little bit of pizzazz and uh, Caroline Martin and the guests have done that, Robert. So, yeah, good question, man. I've been, I've been trying to get more people, like, trying, like, Instagram folk or famous people or Twitter them have or <laughs> even TikTok. Yeah, the one I've been trying recently. I never knew this. <laughs> the one I've been trying really, really hard recently to get is Michael Barrymore. <laughs> 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 because Michael Barrymore suddenly became out of the shadows, right? Because I think, he's, I think it's been proven now that He's not a, he's not a, he didn't kill that man. Um, so he's now, he's, he's became super active on TikTok. And right. basically, Michael Barrymore has all the old videotapes of all his TV shows. So people TikTok him and say, like, I was on your show in 1992 and I sang Dinner for Your Granny Off a Bus. He finds that tape and puts it up on TikTok and has conversations with people and stuff like that. So 
I think I've messaged him about eight times to come on my podcast, but he's 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 not done it yet. Him and um, the Chuckle Brother are still I'm alive. I'm going to say the Chuckle Brother. Yeah, I knew yeah. I, I knew you'd spoke to him or tried to um, speak to him. So I've tried to speak to him. Um, who else have I tried to speak to? I tried to get podcast? Cardi B on, but <laughs> she ignored me. Happened. Um, who else did I get? I was supposed to be getting access to all these bloody wrestlers. I did that interview with Drew McIntyre. And I got added to the WWE UK press release stuff thing. And I was going to try to steal some of them for long-term memory. And then fucking Stevie Clifford stopped sending the emails back and we lost touch with the woman that was doing it all. So I might try and pick that back up again because that would be quite cool to get some of them. Any live questions that you want us to ask? Stick in the comments before we move on to the Would Your Allers are? What's the chat saying there? Is there an interesting comment? Or do you There's want to just... Lewis, Lewis Wardrop is... Um, Harking back to um, harking back to the Australia comments saying, I bet you were pro Sydney Cup. <laughs> I actually wasn't at all. I was annoyed because I would fucking have loved an excuse to go to Sydney and I just couldn't have done it for that reason. Um, but I would do a Sydney Cup next year as long as they're not in it. Um, Sandy's asking, do you just ask folk while you go on my podcast? Um, pretty much, Sandy, what I usually do is I look at our listing figures and multiply them by 10 and then tell the person that's what our listing figures are. And I don't tell them that half of it's behind a paywall usually either. And I try and like, I did a stage where I looked on Amazon at books that were coming out. That was how I got Barry, because I knew his book had just come out. So go to new releases, find somebody that's got something they want to plug or want to promote and try and tap into them that way. And you just get lucky that they see your DM and they actually get back to you. But it's a, it's a 99% fail rate most of the time. Um, Lorenzo Amoruso absolutely broke my heart because I sent Lorenzo Amoruso a message on Instagram once. And he read it and didn't reply. And then two days later, he just wrote back, no thanks. And um, well, if you know my thoughts on Lorenzo Amundo, he's probably one of my favourite Rangers players of all time. And um, We should uh, really ask Stephen Harrigan for tips. Yeah, yeah, he is good. Yeah, he is good. He, and the thing about Stephen Harrigan is that Stephen Harrigan just makes this stuff happen, right? And he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't bum it up or anything like that, he just basically turns around and says to you, Colin, I've got uh, a call next week, but I don't know how to work Zoom, could you come on? I'm talking to Derek Johnston, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I don't know how he does it. He, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he blagged his way to the Qatar World Cup draw just by filling in their website and saying that he was a journalist in Scotland. Off he went, he played football against all these ex-footballers. He met everybody. <laughs> that Marcel Desai was the one, yeah. yeah. He, he said he scored a couple of goals. Ooh. I'll take that with a pinch of salt, but he got to play football with Marcel Desi. You know, he was marking him supposedly, so that's pretty cool. Again, I can believe it, right? Because Stephen's funny. Like we were in we were in the Loudon for a live show one night with Craig Moore, and we were after it. We were kind of in the back room after it, after we'd gone home, and uh, we're all just talking football with Craig Moore. And Harrigan jumps up and he ends up standing beside Craig Moore and he starts actually physically moving Craig Moore to explain <laughs> to him what zonal marking is. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant, but it literally is just your luck. What um, what you get in terms of people coming back to you? It's most of them don't bother their are, so they want money. Mm. And we definitely, definitely can't pay that. Um, Scott's who, asked maybe something you've covered before. How did we first meet, Colin? We met. We we met. We we had we had friends in common, basically, didn't we? Um, and we met each other a couple of times at various gatherings and parties and stuff like that. And I was gone, thought you were all right, but you were never really my mate, really. Yeah. And then we kind of got to know each other when you appeared on Heart and Hand, and it sort of just 
grew into this lovely friendship that we now have. That's it, mate, that's it, that's it. Yeah. Recently and stuff like that, it's all lovely. Yeah, sort of mutual friends. Um, and let's be honest, a lot of them are Tims, right? So yeah. I was a bit, I was kind of like, I, I, I said to you at first, I was like, I always thought like they brought Tims, like all of them. There was always a couple of those that weren't there, aye. Um, how come Jack's going back to the bowling club? Something to do, mate. Um, I loved bowls. I used to play bowls four times a week, three, four times a week. And got banned for whatever reason. Okay. <laughs> and then after lockdown, so I opened back up, I thought I want to get back into it. So picked a bowling club that is five minutes from Ibrooks and all Rangers fans. Um so we like going to it's like kinda of like going to the lodge, man. It's good. <laughs> um right. When did you recover from last weekend? Robert's asking. And my voice only started coming back yesterday. Felt like a stag do after the Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, I was still drinking at uh, 4 o'clock Monday morning. Uh, I was off work Easter Monday, obviously. Felt like a bag of washing and work on a Tuesday. Didn't sleep well on Tuesday night. And still felt a little bit iffy on Wednesday. So I'd probably say about Wednesday tea time, man. So yeah, probably a proper 48 hours before I started to feel normal again. What about you, Colin? Um, so slightly different. I was, at, I was at the game. We were at the game together on Thursday night against Braga, then I was over at Hamden on Sunday, I didn't drink on Sunday until after the game I had some, but I was sober during the match and I think we said this on the pod, that me and Davey came out afterwards and we were just drained, like, you know when you woke up and you feel hungover, that's what that game done to you and obviously me and Davey weren't drinking we got in the car after it um, I had a few drinks that night I was obviously off the Monday, I was off the Tuesday and I had my sister's wedding on Wednesday so I, I kind of stayed off from Thursday through to Wednesday and I had a right good drink at the wedding because, um, just for various reasons, I had a right good drink and I was doing fine until, it was weird, right? So it was my sister, um, my sister married a woman, right? And um, Sweet. The, the father, oh, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, she, did, um, she married a woman. And um, the father of the bride, who's not my dad, did his father a bride speech. And he started his speech with, um, so I'm so happy the wedding is now taking place and it's after COVID because it's something I've really wanted to do. And I was like, all right, okay. And this was quite a small wedding, only 22 people at it. And he brought a quake, um, which I nudged my dad into <laughs> the loving cup, right? And um, he then filled this quake with glenfiddich whiskey and passed it all around the table. So everybody like drank out this quake, which was so fucking stupid like I don't know why people did it um I don't know why I did it because I'm an idiot and it was free whiskey um but yeah so I ended up pretty steaming drinking free whiskey um I drank white wine and red wine um I don't like red or white wine but it was on the table so I drank it and I seen Robert's face there shaking his head as if he's had that experience like oh no don't yeah. do that that's silly <laughs> so I don't I don't drink very often like you know I do the car pod for the game so I never drink for the football um, I'm very still very immature in my, my outset to drinking in that I don't I'll never just go for two or three beers because I think the the hassle of getting taxis and stuff like that and it's just not worth it I still think you drink to get pissed so the idea of just having a two or three drinks to be social and to be nice, it's not worth not being able to drive your car and stuff like that. So I often take the car to stuff and things like that. But when I do drink, I go silly. And that Wednesday was a good example of it. And I logged back into work on Thursday morning. And that was my first real work from home hangover. And it helped being at home, but it still wasn't great. It really wasn't. 
So I'm probably still recovering a little bit. I've got a bit of a sore throat. I did a COVID test today and it was fine, thankfully. Um, but I'm still probably on day two of the hangover. Yeah. Paul's asked, have you boys booked up for Seville? By the way, this podcast goes out to other people. So we're speaking about Rangers here, just in case people are like, what are they talking about? We're speaking about Rangers doing well the last week and maybe getting to a European Cup final, by the way, uh, which is getting held in Seville. At the moment, I've not booked up. I'm moving house, like I said. The boxes are there. You can see them behind me. So every penny is a prisoner for me at the moment. If we were to get there, I'm sure I would scrape something together to get over there. But no, I'm not booking anything uh, at the moment. What about you, Colin? Uh, I haven't booked anything yet. My 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 mate Callum that I sit beside at the games, he has booked up a whole. Uh, he's booked up for Seville, but he now can't go, so he's keeping the hotel booking. Should I need it? Like uh, a lot, a lot of the places in Booking.com, you can cancel up to about fourteen days in advance, so you can just book it anyway. Hours in advance, yeah. He but he yeah. he booked this like he booked a good while ago because he booked um he booked somewhere in Italy and somewhere in Germany before we even played. Right. We knew who we were getting in the semi. He'd, he'd booked it all out, sort of stuff. So he's heading over to Germany. Um, but I, I think I like to think I'll go to Seville, but I'm also inherently lazy. So I've jokingly said that I'll stay at home and do the uploading um, for the site. But we'll see. It's a once in a lifetime thing. I went down to Manchester. Um, I didn't drink in Manchester. I think I was the only Rangers fan in Manchester that didn't drink. Yeah. Um, I I drove down with my dad and we drove up and down in the same day. And I said at the time to my dad, listen, I'll drive. And you drink because you're probably never going to see a final again. <laughs> <You're being fine. laughs> and I was probably wrong, um, but we'll see what happens now. Uh, and thankfully, my dad's still alive, so we will, we will see this one if he if he holds in for another month or so. Um, so I'd like to think I'll go, but I've got nothing booked or anything yet. Yeah, Sandy says he had 18 folk at his wedding, granted COVID sort of took over. Yes, we can understand that. Lewis is moving into a new house on May the 20th, but he has booked Seville. So he's not that popular with his other half at the moment. Paul just bought first house two weeks ago. Congratulations, mate. Um, but he's got Leipzig and Seville booked. Uh, guess I'm living off pot noodles for the next few months. Aye, that's it, mate. Uh, that says if we get there, um, that'll be it'll be uh, ramen, basically. So right, I think we'll call that an end to the QA section. Quite enjoyed that. Some good questions in there. So cheers for sticking them in. Now we're getting to Would You Rather. So we've got eight questions here. What we're going to do here is, if you want to answer one of these questions, we're not going to tell you before we ask you. If you want to answer it, let us know in the comments. If not, we'll just ask each other. I'm going to give you an idea of... We'll just do the first one, me and you, Colin, and if anybody wants to join in, they can say in the comments. If not, we'll just batter through these, right? Okay, cool. Right, so would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life or constantly feel like you need to sneeze? I think I'd rather feel like I have to sneeze um, because if you feel like you have to sneeze, eventually you will sneeze. And I quite like a sneeze. The feeling of getting a sneeze is good. Uh, but I don't think that's the, that's not the question. How? Constantly feel like you need to sneeze. I don't think you get to sneeze. But surely that just that just comes from needing to sneeze. Uh, but you, you lose a sneeze and you know how frustrating that is. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it means. It's horrible. So, so that's what it's asking. Do you constantly go... <gasps> or hiccup the rest of your life. It's a fucking it's a content question, to be fair. Maybe the hiccup would be more manageable than I, I think the hiccups would probably be more manageable, but you know what it's like when you hiccup, you're taking a drink of water. I don't know, it's a real it's a real bad one, um, yeah. to be fair. But I would probably go with hiccups 
I think, I think I'd still go with the sneeze thing actually because the hiccups like can be loud and folk will just think you're burping all the time and you're some sort of fucking pig. So I think I'll go with the sneezy one. Right, okay. Um, next one then. Would you rather... Volunteer. Who wants to do it? I'll answer if any folk are shy. Right, Lewis, you're getting this one then, mate. Ready? Unmute yourself. Ready. Right. Back with sneezing, mate. Would you rather change gender every time you sneezed or not be able to tell the difference between a muffin and a baby? <laughs> it's a bizarre only, one. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, that is weird. I'm only not able to tell the difference between a muffin and a baby when I sneeze or just all the time. No, like, you, like you're hungry and you see a muffin and you go to eat it and it might be a baby. Because you yeah, can't tell the difference. I just can't tell the difference. Or you sneeze and gone back. I think it's got to be the sneezing, surely, because... You think you can stifle a sneeze, then? Like, you can go, oh, no. Like, if you needed to sneeze during coitus, just hold it in so that you don't you, you suddenly know what? start... I've never, I've never had the sneeze Trevin. during, during <laughs> coitus. Well, neither have I, actually, to be fair. But... <laughs> no, because without coming across as being woke or anything, it's probably more socially acceptable to change gender now so if you were changing gender every time you sneezed it wouldn't be that bad but if you then started eating a baby because you thought it was a muffin I think you'd get some funny looks so or the jail yeah yeah, yeah. Aye. so it's got to be it's got to be the sneezing surely that's the less of the two evils no <laughs> and then some, in my head I've got it like when you sneeze you have to constantly change your email signature and work when you sneeze like does it what, you know, like cool. Are you like completely changing how you look? Like if I sneeze, but all yeah, of a sudden I've like, oh, hair, lipstick, yeah. boobs, or, or, or would it just be like I've sneezed and I'm like I won't identify as a woman and still? No, I think I think you've got the same clothes on, but suddenly oh, there's a fanny, and then oh, <laughs> oh, box back. Um, but I think you're still in the same clothes and stuff like that. The hair yeah. suddenly gets longer, actually, as well. See, that's what I was wondering if you suddenly sneeze and you're in high heels and I shoot a miniscule latch oh, fuck. <laughs> oh dear a sneezing fit Jesus uh, so yeah I, I kind of I would go with you there Lewis. you normally sneeze twice though it's very rare that you sneeze once so you would just change back wouldn't you that's a good shout actually um, yeah see the first time you changed and you're a woman what was the first thing you would do <laughs> see it see it just go <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Well done. Um, I think the next one would be a good one for Robert to answer. Are we putting people in the spot here? Or yeah, let's just be horrible. Oh, he's unmuted. Good stuff. Right, yeah, you that. can read this one, Colin. Right, Robert. <laughs> would you rather fuck the top oh. half of Emma Watson? <laughs> With the bottom half of Hulk Hogan, or the top half of Hulk Hogan with the bottom half of Emma Watson. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Can't even think. That. Give me that again. So, would you rather have sex? That's been nice. With somebody who's got the top half of Emma Watson, but the bottom part of Hulk Hogan, or the reverse of that, which is the top part Hulk Hogan and the bottom half of Emma Watson. Definitely bottom half Emma Watson. Just put a bag in there, you see, then you're good to go. For me, that has always been a really daft question. It's the same with the mermaid one. Like, you, the bottom half, like a mermaid's always got, like, fish organs, so, like, you'd be <laughs> fucking a fish. But if you swapped it around, you'd be, at least you'd have 
the right holes, but it would be holding a cod, you know. So and Hulk Hogan does have the biggest arms in the world. So imagine the cuddles he would give you during it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, well, uh, top half Hulk Hogan. Uh, you don't. Sandy, can you ask her for three quid for that? Bit? <laughs> you just watch, please. You don't look at the mantelpiece when you're poking the fire. Yeah, was it's, it's Where got, did that question come from? The internet, where all of our content comes from, Robert. You sure, it's not YouTube making them up. Oh no, no! Can you imagine the <laughs> live? That sounds like one of yours, Colin. Well, that's the kind of. You imagine the lies Hulk Hogan would tell about the story after it. <laughs> Done a whole show in his lies before. Some of his lies are spectacular. Yeah. Um, Am I watching? <laughs> strange. They're really strange. Um, duet there that you've got going, but yeah, she's a very lovely, she's a lovely, pretty girl, as Emma Watson. To be yeah, fair, it's got to be, it's got to be top half Hulk Hogan. It's got to be, it's going to be a weird old thing, though, right? Because Emma Watson's quite petite, she's a wee, just a wee, she's a wee pretty thing. Maybe that's why he's like Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, though, right? Just to turn the conversation around very slightly, if we move away from the whole having sex bit, I would rather meet Hulk Hogan than Emma Watson. Definitely. Uh, yeah. You talk to Emma Watson about, hi Emma, you're, you're really pretty. Like, I don't know, you could, you're right into Harry Potter, are you not? Yeah, but that's you tell her more. how shite her films are. Uh, hi Emma Watson, I'm a 37 year old man and I love Harry Potter. And sometimes I do a podcast and we do porn Harry Potter. Would you like to hear some? <laughs> so, uh, I would rather, I'd rather go with old, old, uh, old Hulk, I think. Um, does anybody else want a shot? I'll volunteer at once. Right, it's all right. Um, oh, oh, we've got one. We've got somebody. Paul's going to go for it. Right. I'm going to... <laughs> I think Paul McCabe, first of all, and then we'll go with Paul Kerr for the next one, I think. Right, okay. Paul, sure. said good. I might reorder these a little bit. Um, <laughs> make it worse, you horrible person. No, not to make it worse, to make it... I think it's more interesting, right? So who's up first? Um, Paul. Paul McCabe with the Rangers top on. Right, Paul McCabe. Unmute yourself, mate. Right. This one I found particularly funny. Uh, I don't know how into music you are, right? But you need to pick. All songs exist but are performed by Pitbull or only one Pitbull song exists but it's performed by every artist with their own cover interpretation of that song. That's a difficult one. Probably all the songs exist but they're performed by Pitbull because at least they're not <laughs> listening to the same song forever. Just different versions of it. Kind of works. <laughs> the Pitbull who famously rhymed Kodak with Kodak in a in a song once. I know, but other artists have actually like created decent lyrics. So at least you'll he, be performing them. It'll not be nice to listen to, but at least the lyrics are all right. Yeah. I, I would like to hear some Pitbull versions of some classics, like Pitbull doing Candle in the Wind. It would be pretty <laughs> cool. All songs exist. So, so you one guy like. Again, I've got questions. Is it like the music videos are all Pitbull? Is like the only fucking thing in the world, the only music in the world, it's Pitbull. But he's got every every single song. Could you deal with him and his glasses? Or you see lots of different people and they're rhyming Kodak with Kodak, but it's the Beatles doing it. Or I literally can't think of another musician. That's how little I know about music. You know, it's um, Pitbull, Mister Worldwide. Or is, yes. that is that is that him as well? Um, he's a guy that only seems to exist to sing at WrestleMania most years, doesn't he? Like, what else does Pitbull actually do? He turns up in a suit, you know. So he's normally quite well dressed, wee spectacles on, and 
like you say, is a terrible, terrible person as well, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> what about you, Colin? You've not answered this. I, I've not really answered it either. I've just sort of uh, reiterated the point. I think it would have to be one song by Pitbull covered by all the artists. I think there's enough creativity out there for them to put a certain, like the Beatles doing Florida and Led Zeppelin doing Florida, Iron Maiden doing Florida. I think I could get... What's Florida? Is that not one of his songs? <laughs> no, that's another rapper what? called Florida. Come on. <laughs> right, that's, mate, mate, that's fucking priceless, that. <laughs> He's got a song called something like that, surely. <laughs> Florida. Aye, that's right. Aye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'd probably go with the, uh, every song that exists, but no. I'd go with Pitbull song. One song. Yeah, just because there's, there's people I'd be really upset if I didn't hear their voice again. So I'd quite like to hear the Pet Shop Boys covering some Pitbull. Morrissey. Yeah. Morrissey, moaning away to some Pitbull. Um, Kanye West, rhyming Kodak with Kodak. That would work. So yeah, I'd go with that one, I think. Right, okay. Yeah, that's just got to the bottom of that one, just about. Um, cool. um, Paul Kerr is now up then. Oh, he's Thank you, Paul McCabe. Cheers, Paul. How's it going, boys? Not bad, Paul. Paul. Cheers, man. Uh, what are we going to be answering here? <laughs> hey, Colin, you pick one of the last four that we've got left. Okay. Um, I'm going. To, I'm asking you this one, Paul, because your camera's not on, right? Because I don't think I can... I don't think I could ask you this if you had your camera on. Uh oh. Nah. Is it coming on? That is it on. <laughs> that right, is on. No, it's not working. Okay. I don't worry that's, about it. That's cool. Paul lives in the dark. Um. So, Paul, would you like to come every time you fart, or <laughs> fart every time you come? <laughs> um. Come every time you fart. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was right to the point, like... Right to the point, mate. I'm telling you now, I fart a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I was reading somewhere the other day that a fart burns 60 calories or something like that every time you fart. Um, yeah, but I, oh, I don't know, like... So straight away, fart while you come, Paul. So you're sitting in the house and you spunk all your boxers. Like, <laughs> right, fucking he changes again. <laughs> Walking up the stairs. Let out an hour and spunk in your carpet. Like would 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 that would that not just like eat a fucking vindaloo the night before and you've you wake up in the morning and you're just coming out of your bed sheets? I don't I don't know. I think I might go the other way. I think it might be I don't just want to be coming every time I fart, but I think if I, I came and I farted cool. Well not cool, I'm but you know what I mean. Practically here though, Jack, you know, women have products that would maybe Alleviate those symptoms, you know. Some <laughs> panty no. liners. What about times where? What about when you actually want to come, right? So, say you've it's your anniversary and you take your missus out for a nice dinner and stuff like that. You, you're nice to her the day before it and that, and you you're onto something. To actually bang her and come, which is what everybody wants to do at the end of the the, the activity, you're gonna have to line that up with a fart to make sure that you come. Well, yeah, because we've, we've not got to the bottom though. of that. Can you not come as well, though? Well, see, we've not got to the bottom of that. We don't actually know if you need to fart. Uh, and we're going to, for, we're going to say yes, actually. I'm going to put that other wee add-on in there. If you want to come, you've got to fart. 
Mm. I'm going to reverse it then. It's too embarrassing <laughs> the other way, man. It's too embarrassing. First, you know, first time with a new lady, and well, you're farting when you're coming. That's no good. Would you would you think the best policy that would be to just let her know about that? Maybe on date number two or something. To listen, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but <laughs> aware we to um, get it on tonight, sort of thing. There's a good chance that just as my eyes roll back, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to get out there and just let them know about it. And just, I made that once or twice. <laughs> yeah, that awful, awful awkwardness. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. Lad. I think I'll have to reverse that because it's okay if you can do, you know, if you can come every time you fart, but if you can come independently, that would be great as well. But if you have to do it exclusively, no way. Yeah, yeah, I think we've got to the bottom of that. Yeah, I think it's... Um... Yeah. Come and fart, not fart and come. <laughs> I think we think we've also got to the what we said earlier about why we don't have any female listeners. <laughs> but, uh... Right, I think we've got two or three more to go. Um, nobody else volunteering, so we'll just take this one. This is a sort of um, classic of the genre, basically, uh, with a little twist on it, Colin. Um, would you rather fight 200 third graders or a bear that's got sharks for arms? <laughs> um, I would take the third graders because yeah. I know absolutely for a fact that a bear is going to kill me on its own so adding shark arms into the equation just makes it even more apparent Three, 200 third graders what's that, like primary twos? Um, Seven, eight year olds, yeah Yeah, like I could, I could come out swinging with them you know, I could take out a few of the wee dicks and you never know what would happen once you get into some sort of rhythm but I've said this before. I just think it takes one of the little bastards to catch you square in the balls, and that is you on the deck, and you're getting piled on. I still would rather fight them. Yes, I don't think that all those eight year olds could kill you. I don't know. I think you'd be able to cover up enough so that, like, they're only about what, yay high, and weigh a couple of stone at the most. Well, not a couple of stone, but what? Would they weigh at that age? Four or five stone. So even if they are jumping in your head, you can kind of not die basically but if a shark arm gets you you're you're pretty much pretty much fucked hello friends colin here the looks the charm and the brains behind drunk memory just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently we've now introduced a one pound tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. I think Sandy's going to take one. Is it so, just a fist? Is it just a fist fight though, as well? Just on this one for now, is, or is there I weapons? No, no. Like this is just yeah, mano a mano. Squ- yeah, I've never squ- square go. <laughs> I've never been in a fight in my life, so I've been hit once. I got my nose punched in the dancing once when I was still at school because mm. I kissed a guy's ex girlfriend who didn't like it. My pals battered him in school a couple of days after it, and when he was already battered, I picked him up and threw him into a coke machine. Yeah. Um, and that's the only action I've ever seen. Right, so. 
the 200 third graders probably have had a good time with me, to be honest. Well, that's it, yeah. I think I had one sort of squ- square go. Um, I've been battled a few times. I hit in the head with a broomstick. No, we were talking about broomsticks earlier. <laughs> I got hit in the head with one of them up to one night. Um, a sneak attack. But yeah, uh, at a... I want to say like a 14th, a girl's 14th birthday party, or 15th birthday party, and I fancied the wee girl whose party it was, and it was a dad was arranging it, and it was at a local bowling or tennis club or something like that, went and fought in the locker room with a boy, and her dad asked me to leave and basically bandaged off from ever seeing me again at that age. I really fancied to be last year, so that was a bit of a gutter. I was trying to be hard at a party, fighting a guy, um, got asked to leave and I never got to see her again, basically, so that's my... Yeah, that's a bit of a... That's the one a that got away, Jack. The one that got away. Right, Sandy, you've got one that will ask you, which is, again, a sort of classic of the genre, and then me and Colin will do the last one to wrap things up. So, Sandy, you ready? Yeah, OK. Right. So would you rather be a cat with a human face or a dog with human hands? I know um, what I'd go for. He's thinking about it. Uh, totally go. Um, def- definitely go with definitely go with the the dog. Yes, yes. Because the cat licks itself all over it, man. Yeah, but like again, I don't think there's any questions about the questions. Um, I don't think there's any sort of brain swapping here. Um, I don't know no. if you're. If you're a human person here, being a dog or a cat, um, I think you're just a cat with a human yeah. face. Rather than hands, imagine like how good it would be if you're a dog with hands. Dogs are so excitable, they're so like loving, and if they had hands, they could get, basically just be giving you stuff all the time. Like go get me that, and Charlie, my dog would be like that, and he would, could actually lift things up and bring me it. That's me being selfish. That, that's not me. It, that's it, not me being a dog with human hands. That's it, my it, dog. Isn't, isn't, isn't that in a sense though? You seeing a dog with human hands, isn't that also implying that the dog would have a human brain? Well, um, no, because I think I could teach my dog to, like, fetch, like, to play fetch, I suppose. So if I went fetch and his fetch item was a packet of crisps or whatever, I'm pretty sure I could tell him to do that. So, yeah, I'm not having a full-blown conversation with my dog here, I don't think, Sandy, but you see, you could teach your dog to do that quite easily. You've still not taught it to not fucking bark at me and run at me when it sees me, because your dog legit hates me. Is it a it's honestly, Jack's got a real placid, lovely old dog. It's lovely to everybody apart from me. It growls and spits and hates me. Um, so I think he does it on purpose. No, no. Um, yeah, I've never really tried to train that out of my dog barking at people. Because it's good when people walk past the window or people come to your door, he barks. And that's kind of it's not what a dog's for, but it's kind of a, an added benefit of having a dog that if somebody comes to your door and they were thinking about maybe opening it and they hear like a dog barking like fuck. And he, he sounds pretty vicious. He's, he's only a Labrador, so like he's really placid, but he sounds like a big dog. Nobody's coming in your front door when they hear that barking. So I've never trained it out of him. I pro- one of those ones that I could if I wanted to, by going on YouTube and following a couple of tutorials, I don't think it would be particularly difficult to like ignore the dog when he done that or walk out of the room or something, and he would soon soon enough learn that 
he doesn't get any attention because a lot of the time we'll say, oh, shut up, Charlie, be quiet. But that's attention to a dog. You shouldn't really do that when it comes to sort of dogs. So, yeah. um, Lewis has got a good point here in the comments. Um, if you were a dog with human hands, would you be made to pick up your own shite? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, it's yeah. Very valid comment. Yeah, you would. Put it in the wee, put it in the wee bag and pajamming. I think, like, I would, I would definitely go with the dog with the human hands as well. Because if you look at a dog, the worst thing about a dog is probably their paws because they're shite. It's those wee listery bits in their hands and stuff. I always think they're a bit weird. Dog hands. So I would go with the human but, paws. I think, I think dogs would be better if they had them. But then but again, was that a dog, dog with human hands? Does that mean you would have? Does that mean you would have four? You would have four human hands, or? Or just, just, just two at the front. <laughs> you could have one, one at the front left and one at the back right, just to make it even awkward. Yeah, no, to be fair, it would probably be, yeah, I think just the front, because I call I call the front legs my dog's arms. I don't know if other dog owners do that. That's its arms and its legs are at the back. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just me. But, but then it's pretty, dogs have got, specialised pads for walking on glass and rubble and bricks and stuff. So if you just gave them your human sensitive hands, you know it's dead so when you get a paper cut or something. Can you imagine how sure it would be if you were walking on your hands and you, you stood in a bit of glass? So it might be cruel actually. So from a cruelty sense, maybe just sticking a human face in a cat would be um better, less cruel, maybe. Colin's reading something. Just ignore me now, which is fair. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, I looked down at 147 messages. So something's happening in this Comarnock game, obviously. Um, yeah, it's, it would be cruel because you've got to ask yourself if you're a cat and you suddenly have a human face on it. Where did the cat's face go? Is there a human somewhere that suddenly just like, suddenly ends up with a cat face? The answer to that is I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. We've got one last question, mate, and I'm going to ask you this because I think it's quite an interesting one. Um, would you rather be the smartest person in the world or the dumbest? But whatever one you pick, your intelligence doesn't change. Everybody else's does. Really good question, right? Because that is a good one. Yeah. My obvious answer would suddenly be, yeah, make me the smartest person in the world. But when you um, think about it, I don't think that's a good answer. No, It's maybe not because in terms of... Like, I have of average intelligence, not super smart, not stupid, just normal. Um, if I suddenly become the smartest person in the world, the world's fucked. Else is diluted. So mm-hmm. people that are doing amazing stuff just now, making electric cars, making technology, making computers, and everything else like that, that they all stop doing that, and that probably rests on me. And I can't do that. So you suddenly do become the smartest person in the world, but the world around you just freezes and stops basically. Um, so yeah, it's difficult. Being the dumbest person in the world, but still having, but not you're not actually dumb though. You're just dumb in comparison to everybody else. Just everybody else is smarter than you. So yeah. everybody that you speak to is smarter than you. But See, at least the world still progresses and things like that. So I, I think I would be taking one for the team and just being the dumbest guy in the world. Yeah. If you did become the smartest person in the world, though, I know the world would stop progressing and it would stop technological advances and stuff like that. You could probably have a really good five years, probably a really good ten years actually, of just being the smartest person and like outsmarting people, like get up to Buckingham Palace and telling the Queen that that's actually your house and she made a mistake, stuff like that. And because you're so smart in comparison to her, she'd believe you. 
But I don't know if you're this year, actually, I don't know if you're so smart. I don't know if it's like if it's like a sliding again, if it's like a sliding scale so that you're the smartest and then everybody is considerably dumber than you. Or if just that you're like a tiny wee bit smarter than the vast majority of people. Like to, to, to add a twist on it, right? Because <laughs> right. It, we seem to be seeing that the dumbest is probably better for the world, right? So, would you rather be the dumbest guy in the world and everybody's intelligence is above you? Or would you rather be the smartest person in the world where your intelligence then goes right up? Right up. So, you would rather go right up to the top and just be the smartest guy in the world? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that big a jump, but I'd got this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would want to go with that. It'd be nice to experience that because, like, I joke, there's a boy in work I work with, Keith, right? And he's one of the, he's one of the, the IT guys, he's one of the developers, and he can literally look at a bit of code. And it's, I always say to him, like, you look at it and it's like the matrix, you can actually see that when you look at that code, you see a web page, you understand it and stuff like that. Whereas to me, it's just a, a jumble and all little basic bits. So, been able just to have even, and that he's not the smartest person in the world, he's just very good at that. So, imagine having all those skills that all these different people have got and learning all that shit and been able to, you could do some really cool stuff. Yeah, but I, I watched a documentary about the smartest guy in the world or the guy with the highest IQ, basically. He had an IQ of like, I would say 200 and something, right? Like, so like, IQ wise, the smartest guy in the world. He said he was like the loneliest cunt out because everybody else was beneath him. Like, he couldn't have a conversation with people that he found engaging. And um, he ended up working as a, I think he ended up working as a bouncer at a bar, basically. Like a, a monotonous, mind-numbing task because when he sort of sat down and started thinking about things, it was like a, a completely different world to where everybody else was living. And he said like he, he was depressed, he was fucked, he was he was anxious, he, he couldn't go on with people, people thought he was weird. And it was just because he couldn't have a what he felt was a meaningful conversation with anybody because they were dumber than him. I wonder if your current personality would help in that instance, though. Right. And that you're not just born into that position, you're suddenly becoming it, so... You've, you're aware of the gift that you've suddenly got in comparison to what it was before, but you've got your own sort of street smarts, your own sort of common sense. Because if it like, I don't think you can have an IQ, an IQ of like 260 without being a little bit on the spectrum, kind of, and be you'd have a probably different outlook on the world and all that sort of stuff. So maybe it would help a little bit. I don't know. I see a few eyes looking past the cameras. There must be football on. And it looks like Kilmarnock have won. Is that right, guys? Yeah. 2-1 to Kelly. So we've got that plastic pitch coming back into the league, which is a absolute nightmare. It's not the best. What? It's not the best. It's not the best. Um, do you want to wrap it up there? How long have we been going, Colin? Quite a while. Um, and about just over an hour and a half, yeah. So so we'll definitely get two shows out of this. Um, we'll split it up. We will get the first part of the recording out tonight. I'll probably try and get it out tonight. Patreon anyway. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys want to listen to it back after listening to us, but we'll get it out to the, the patrons that didn't turn up tonight and then release it as a show on Monday or something like that. And then we'll release this next week as well. We'll actually week Stephen Pardon coming up next couple of weeks. We're going to get Davey Edgar on as well because he is quite a big draw at points and he's going to speak about music, basically, while I take a fucking tag seat and not mention Florida or Florida or whatever ever again in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a car crash, that. Um, I'm not going to edit it out, but so 
Nah, I don't, you can't do that. I'm editing. Uh, guys, listen, um, really want to say just thank you to all you guys, not only for coming on tonight, but for being a patron in the first the first day uh, half. We kind of spoke about doing a patron about a year ago and we just kind of dismissed it as ridiculous because we're just a pair of dickheads at talk shite. So the fact that I think 39 or 38 people now have joined up and give us some money every month to do this and it, it does make a big difference. Um, it's, it's covering the... The big, the big boost in my gas and electricity bill every month, so it's, it's much appreciated. Um, the giant skittles are long gone, sadly, but uh, super, super appreciated. We enjoy what we do, um, and we're hopefully going to keep doing more of it. So thank you for all the support, and it's been great to see some faces and stuff, some guys here that I've met before, and some guys that I haven't, so wonderful. Yeah, I don't have much else to add to that, so cheers for coming, cheers for giving us those dollar-dollar bills. That's definitely... A Pitbull song, dollar, dollar bill. I'd imagine something like that anyway. But um, aye, big thanks. Cheers for coming. And it actually saves us recording next week as well. So this, um, you've saved us time as well as giving us money. So party time. Yeah. Cheers, folks. We'll definitely do this again. We'll do it maybe when we get to 50 subscribers, right? So tell your pals. Aye, <laughs> that's it. Right, guys uh, and listeners, um, cheers for tuning in. We will speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.